This is a podcast from Industrial Guide Asia, bringing you the daily 15 minutes updates. ABB FIA Formula E World Championship to be held in South Korea for the first time. Smart buildings helping to improve efficiency and meet sustainability targets. Shift in robotics technology and the way it is used highlighted. Latest video in ABB series for FIA girls on track released. This weekend the ABB FIA Formula E World Championship heads to Seoul, South Korea, for the final two races in Season 8 and the Series 100th race on Sunday, marking an important milestone for the sport. The 22-turn, 2.618km track weaves its way around the Jamsil Olympic Stadium and Sports Complex which was home to the 1988 Summer Olympics. It's the championship's first visit to South Korea and it's expected to be an action-packed weekend with Seoul Fester also taking place from August 10, 14. The five-day event features a K-pop concert, shopping event and the E-Prix itself. In conjunction with ABB Formula E's first visit to Seoul, ABB Korea has today signed a Memorandum of Understanding, MOU, with the Korean Association for Green Campus Initiative, CACSI. Under this agreement, ABB Korea will help to accelerate the transformation from traditional buildings to energy-efficient buildings in universities across the country. This will be done by introducing ICT systems to monitor and control air conditioning, lighting and energy use to improve efficiency. The first universities to benefit will be Korea University in Seoul and Hanshin University in Asan, Kyunggai Province. Theodore Swedgemark, ABB's Chief Communications and Sustainability Officer, said, The signing of this MOU is the latest of our climate initiatives within the ABB Formula E-Series, which we set up to further utilize the high-profile platform of the series to push the boundaries of technology, improve equality and champion change. We are pleased to be able to announce such an initiative on the same weekend that we celebrate the championship's 100th race competing on streets around the world to help drive sustainable progress. This implementation of smart building technology is something ABB has already facilitated in a range of projects throughout South Korea, for example, in Jeju Shinhwa World, a resort located in the southwestern part of Jeju Island. ABB is supplying ABB KNX control systems for 2,000 hotel rooms at the resort, which spans a land area of approximately 2.5 million square meters and accommodates 30,000 people per day. ABB's proven KNX technology is accepted as the world's first open standard for the control of all types of intelligent buildings, industrial, commercial or residential. The full package of building control systems will be installed across the hotel to control elements such as the temperature and lighting, delivering both energy and cost savings. Junho Choi, Country Managing Director, ABB Korea, said, In addition to using technology to help save energy, ABB Korea is also supporting the country in ensuring the energy that is used is increasingly renewable. South Korea is committed to advancing the energy transition of the world's 10th biggest economy by increasing the share of renewable electricity to 20% by 2030 and to 30-35% to by 2040, and at ABB we have the technology to really help drive this change. ABB supported Doosan Enability, which was selected as supervision company for the development of an 8MW high-capacity offshore wind turbine, led by the Korea Energy Technology Institute as a national project and backed by the South Korean government. 
The project took about four years with joint participation from a number of industries, schools, and institutions in Korea. As a development partner, ABB has provided electromagnetic, thermal, and mechanical design in addition to supply the generator stator and rotor active parts for the prototype. Another area in which the country is pushing technology boundaries is within robotics. South Korea is the most robotized country in the world, with 932 industrial robots for every 10,000 workers, a figure which has increased by 10% every year since 2015. Traditionally they are used mainly in manufacturing, especially in the automotive sector, where thousands of ABB robots are in use in applications such as press, foundry and painting process automation. However, this is changing, with robots now used in a wide range of applications and industries. A new video from ABB looks at the use of collaborative robots in the service, telecommunication and cosmetics industries. Ahead of the Seoul EPRI, ABB has released a new video in its series as part of the company's partnership with FIA Girls on Track. It features Daniela Luzarnan, head of the ABB Formula E partnership, who discusses how seeing women in senior roles can inspire the next generation and the level of help and support available to them. The two companies intend to work together to close gaps in the standardization of inductive charging systems. Plans include technical collaboration and joint interoperability tests. Siemens and Mahl intend to collaborate in the field of inductive charging of electric vehicles. Both companies have signed a letter of intent to this effect. Wireless charging of electric vehicles is emerging as a major market for the future. In addition to making life considerably easier for drivers, who no longer have to fiddle with cables and connectors, it is a crucial requirement for the autonomous mobility of tomorrow. The transfer efficiency of wireless, inductive charging is comparable to plug-in systems, said Stefan Paris, head of pre-development and innovation for charging infrastructure at Siemens AG. Setup for wireless charging of electric vehicles. One aspect of the planned cooperation includes coordinated standardization efforts in the relevant pre-standardization and standardization bodies. The goal is to close gaps to ensure full interoperability between vehicles and the charging infrastructure. In addition, there are plans for a close exchange of ideas to develop a complete inductive charging system for electric vehicles. MAL aims to contribute its many years of experience as an automotive supplier and Siemens its expertise in the field of charging infrastructure. We are very pleased to have found a strong partner in Siemens in order to make major advances in inductive charging. The combined experience of both companies will give us a clear competitive advantage, said Harold Strakey, Vice President for Global Development in Mechatronics and Electronics at MAL. Both parties are also planning extensive interoperability and cross-testing between the charging equipment on the vehicle, secondary coil, and the charging infrastructure, primary coil. This will allow for technical improvements and validation of inductive charging systems for electric vehicles and ensure interoperability. Some of the testing will be performed as part of publicly funded projects. As a full-service provider for e-mobility charging infrastructure, Siemens e-mobility offers a complete range of state-of-the-art AC and DC charging hardware, software and services, from residential to commercial to depot applications. Siemens' core expertise in smart buildings and smart grids makes us uniquely positioned to meet our customers' needs with comprehensive solutions and to help them design, 
install and manage sustainable charging solutions for a better future, Paris added. The facility, which will go into production in 2026, will generate enough clean energy to power 1.3 million UK homes. The park will be part of a 3,300 MW microcomplex, called the East Anglia Hub, which will involve an investment of 7.7 billion euros. Ibadroller has begun construction in the UK of the East Anglia 3 offshore wind farm, which will have a capacity of 1,400 megawatts, MW, enough to supply 1.3 million homes with clean energy, more than the populations of Liverpool and Glasgow combined. This new facility, located off the coast of Norfolk, near the London metropolitan area, will form part of the East Anglia Hub microcomplex, together with the future East Anglia 1 North and East Anglia 2 developments. This hub is the Ibadrola Group's largest initiative for this technology in the world and will involve an investment of £6.5 billion, around 7.7 billion euros, for the installation of 3000 MW, which represents 6% of the 50 GW offshore wind energy target set by the UK government for 2030. The new farm is in addition to the one already operated by the company through its subsidiary Scottish Power in the same area, called East Anglia 1, with 714 MW, capable of producing renewable energy for 630,000 British homes. Construction work on this plant, which is expected to start production in 2026, has begun on the ground. The initial phase will focus on the installation in the county of Suffolk, in collaboration with Siemens, of the onshore substation that will connect the park to the National Grid Electricity Grid and the cable route, awarded to NKT. East Anglia 3 will cover an area of up to 305 square kilometres and will require the installation of more than 100 new generation wind turbines, which will be up to 247 metres high, the equivalent of two and a half times the size of Big Ben, 96 metres. This major electricity infrastructure will also include four offshore substations, an offshore platform to house the operations accommodation and for submarine cables for exporting the energy produced by the wind farm, located 69 kilometres offshore, to the coast. The construction of the East Anglia hub will provide a significant boost to the UK and European offshore wind supply chain and will create up to 7,000 jobs. The company's seventh offshore wind farm in the world. East Anglia 3 will become the company's seventh offshore wind farm in operation. The group has already commissioned west of Dudden Sands, 195 MW, in the Irish Sea, Wikinga, 350 MW, in German waters of the Baltic Sea, and East Anglia 1. The company also currently has three other large offshore facilities under construction. In France, it is making progress on the installation of what will be its first large offshore wind farm in the country, St. Briuc, which, with a capacity of almost 500 MW and an investment of €2,500, will generate enough clean energy to meet the electricity consumption of 835,000 people, once it comes into operation in 2023. In the United States, Ibadroller is building what will be the country's first commercial-scale wind farm, Vineyard Wind 1, 806 MW, off the coast of the state of Massachusetts, with an investment of some €2.5 billion. Euros. This facility will be able to meet the energy needs of more than 400,000 homes and will prevent the emission of more than 1.6 million tonnes of CO2 per year. In Germany, 
the group has started to build its second major offshore wind initiative in the country, after Wikinga. The 476 MW wind farm, called Baltic Eagle, will be able to meet the demand of 475,000 homes and avoid the emission of almost 1 million tons of CO2 into the atmosphere each year. The company also plans to develop a third marine project in this area, Windenker, 300 MW. Together, the three renewable facilities will give rise to the largest offshore wind complex in the Baltic Sea, with a total installed capacity of 1,100 MW and a combined investment of approximately 3.5 billion euros. Offshore wind power, key to Ibadrola's growth. Just as the Ibadrola Group pioneered the development of onshore wind power more than two decades ago, the company is now leading the development of offshore wind power, one of the keys to the company's growth, on which it began its commitment 15 years ago. Thus, of the 7,000 MW of wind power currently under construction or secured with long-term contracts, PPA, more than 5,500 MW, 78.5%, correspond to offshore projects. This technology has already contributed 30% of the group's new installed capacity at the end of the first half of the year. Focused on countries with ambitious renewable targets, the company has a significant portfolio of projects in Germany, Japan, Sweden, Ireland, Poland, Taiwan and the Philippines, the United States and the United Kingdom. In the coming years, Ibadrola will invest around 30 billion euros worldwide with the aim of reaching 12,000 MW of offshore wind energy in operation by 2030.